Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack, and today I'm going to give you three steps that you can use to eliminate some meetings at work and win more of your time back. Now, I don't know about you, but I think most meetings are an absolute waste of time. In my experience, I would say around 90% of the meetings that I'd been in, I could have used that time for something that was way more productive and would have made me way more effective and efficient. But the problem is meetings have become a crutch today. People like to set up time on your calendar because they feel like they need that face-to-face interaction, or they simply just don't want to put in the work on their own time. And what they do is they drag everybody else into this meeting, and it becomes sort of a brainstorming crowdsourcing session that usually doesn't really lead anywhere. Or finally, somebody just wants validation. They don't feel confident in taking ownership in a decision or a move or an action. And so they bring everybody in to take everybody's temperature and see what that situation looks like before finally deciding deciding whether they should make the decision or they should not, or if they should outsource it. At the end of the day, these meetings are simply just a waste of time. So there are a couple of things that you can do to push back on them and to actually eliminate some of these meetings on your calendar without looking like a bad person or a bad employee or somebody who's uncooperative. So the first thing that I'll say before we dive into these three steps is that some meetings are beneficial and some people are worth spending the time with. So really, at the end of the day, this is a judgment call that you need to make. But some things truly cannot get done without having a meeting. And that's okay. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you need to eliminate 100% of the meetings from your life. You're never going to have a meeting again, and you're still going to be hunky-dory, right? We are going to need to have these conversations sometimes. And in some cases, we simply might want to have these conversations, right? If you get a coffee with a VP or somebody super senior at a company or somebody who can be a massively influential connection with you, take that meeting right? Or if you're really at a logjam with a project and you need to get people in the door, absolutely take that meeting as well. But make sure that you're intentional with that time. And that's actually going to be one of the tips here. But if you follow these steps, you should be able to eliminate most of the meetings that are being a massive suck on your time so that you can take that time back and be more productive. So the first step here is to push back on these meetings. So if somebody drops something on your calendar, and this isn't a hell yes for you, this is something that you'd prefer to not do, push back on it, email them back and say something like, hi, you know, I saw you put this time on my calendar, I saw your invite, but I'm currently working to finish this specific thing by this specific deadline. Then ask them if it's possible for them to summarize their needs in an email. So what you're basically doing here is saying, look, I'd love to have this meeting with you. I'd love to chat with you. However, it's really important to me to get this thing done. And the more you can create a bit of a business case or the more you can increase the stakes around the thing that you're doing, the better that this is going to play. So if this is a big report or a big project or a big deliverable or a client meeting or whatever, there should always be something going on that you can say that you're focused on. And when you do that, it basically shows the person that you're not just blowing them off, but you're actually working on something that's super important that your boss is looking at or management is looking at or is going to impact the team's revenue goals for the quarter or whatever it is. And that tends to be a decent offset where you're not making the other person feel bad because you're spending your time on something worthwhile. So that's the first step is to push back on the meetings. And that leads into step two, which is to always offer video. So when you push back on these meetings, some people might feel like they have to communicate 
communicate their idea face-to-face. There are a lot of folks out there who don't feel like sending an email is going to be worthy of their idea, or in some cases, they're just too lazy to type it out. Either way, by offering them two options, you give them the chance to satisfy that need for the face-to-face meeting without actually having to sit in the meeting itself. So the way that we do that is by giving them two options. When you send an email back to them and say, you know, I saw your invite, but I'm currently working to finish, you know, X thing by Y deadline, you can then say, would it be possible for you to either summarize this in an email or could you send me a video explaining, you know, what's going on? And what you can do is link them to a tool called Loom. So Loom, which you can find at loom.com is an amazing Chrome extension that allows you to just record videos on the fly. So you press the Loom button, you can record your face, your screen, both, It's really, really awesome and really helpful. So you can have your colleague record that video, send it to you. And what that allows you to do is watch the video on your time. And then you can actually respond with a loom. And so essentially what you're doing here is having a quote face-to-face conversation, but it's happening on your time when it's convenient for you. And it's also happening on your colleague's time when it's convenient for them. So you don't necessarily just have to sit down in this room for 30 minutes or an hour to hash this thing out. And the cool part about that is when there's only one party delivering the information, i.e. one person speaking into a computer and recording a video, they tend to be a lot more concise. There isn't a lot of this small talk. There isn't a lot of this filler that needs to happen because what ends up happening is when somebody schedules a 30-minute meeting, they feel like they need to use the full 30 minutes. It's pretty rare for somebody to just say, okay, you know, we've used, you know, all the time. We've gotten what we've needed. You know, let's end this meeting. Typically, people tend to ramble on or, you know, they inflate what they were going to say to fill that space. Whereas with the video, they're just pressing record and because there's nobody really on the other end per se, they're trying to get the information out quickly. They end the video, they send it to you, and then they move on with their day. And you only have to watch a three or four or five minute video or whatever it is instead of sitting in a half hour call. So I love sharing Loom or offering video for this reason. And then obviously, if they're more comfortable with writing, then they can do that. That's totally cool as well. But you're giving them both options. And then the other thing I would add here is when you respond with a Loom as well, you're responding in kind. So if you're just telling somebody, hey, go use this video tool, that can feel potentially condescending. But if you then reply with a loom, now all of a sudden you're saying, hey, this is what I do. This is how I operate. So now we're just having a conversation. You know, I'm doing the same thing that I would do for you or for other people. And so you're bringing them onto your playing field and saving yourself time uh, all in one shot. Now, the third step here is what we're going to execute if we're still stuck with the meeting. So if the person says, look, I really need to sit down and talk to you about this. You know, can we grab some time? I'd really appreciate it. Then there's something that you can't get around. Here are the steps that I would recommend taking. First, I would pare the time slot down to 15 minutes. In your head, I would still budget the full 30 minutes, but when you shrink the time slot down to 15 minutes, that forces people to be intentional about their preparation and about the time in the meeting. The second thing I would do is ask the organizer to send a specific summary of the conversation along with relevant info ahead of time. So basically what we're saying is, you know, hey, I know you wanted to talk about this face-to-face. Can you provide me with a little bit of context? Can you give me some relevant bullet points with information that I need? And can you send me links or any other information that I might need to review ahead of time so that we can step into this meeting both on the same page? And that way we're going to make the most effective use of both of our time. 
And then third, and probably most important, you want to agree on a concrete outcome for the meeting. So what ends up happening with a lot of meetings is people show up and the meeting is labeled as something like, you know, export bug discussion. So maybe there's a bug that's happening with the export aspect of the software that your company has. So this is now a brainstorming session about the export bug, or this is a discussion about the export bug. But discussions and brainstorms don't always lead to outcomes. Whereas if you show up and say, okay, you know, this meeting is titled discussion about the the export bug. At the end of this meeting, we are going to have at least one potential solution that we are going to bring to the dev team. Now, all of a sudden, there is a very, very clear, definitive focus for the end of that meeting. So it's not just a bunch of people showing up and spitballing and throwing ideas around. It's people showing up and doing some of that, knowing that they have to walk out of this meeting with some sort of concrete plan that they're going to share with somebody. So that is really going to help you increase the efficiency and the effectiveness of these meetings, especially when you've pared down the time slot to 15 minutes. And then if you do go over 15 minutes, you actually seem like the good person because you are giving them more time than was allotted for the meeting, right? You're going over and that's hopefully not a problem for you because in your head you budgeted for 15 minutes and anything that stops short of 30 is probably going to be a win for you. So if you take these steps and you apply them to every single meeting that gets added to your calendar within reason, right? You don't want to try to apply these steps or push back on meetings that you know you need to take. But if you apply them to the 90% of meetings that probably could have been an email or probably could have been solved somewhere else, you're going to save a ton of time. You're going to get back 15 to 30 minutes per meeting here. And when you add that up across all the meetings that you're going to have in your workday, in your work week, that is a massive amount of time that you're going to save that you're going to be able to use on your own projects or outside of work or on basically anything that is not sitting in a meeting with somebody else that's not worth your time. So this is a bit of a different take today. Obviously, we're focusing on getting more productive at your job, but I hope this was interesting to you. I just wanted to mix it up a little bit, but that's it for today. If you are in the US, I hope you have an awesome Thanksgiving tomorrow. I hope you're able to spend it with people that you care about and that you love. And I hope that you're reflecting a little bit on what you're grateful for. I know that I certainly am this week, but either way, thank you so much for listening. I am super grateful for you and for everybody who listens to this podcast. That's definitely one of the things that I'm reflecting on. But outside of that, we will see you in the next episode of the podcast on Friday. 